Hey there, we're about to start our free training, the 3 p.m. teacher that only happens once a year. Teachers are learning how to consistently leave school prepared and on time without bringing work home so that they can finally be present during precious family time at night and on the weekends. When you attend this free training, you get an hour PD certificate and other bonuses when you show up live. You will learn how to lesson plan faster, how to spend less time on grading, your actual teacher type, and how it's preventing you from really leaving school on time. I can't wait for you to join us so that you can finally have the best school year ever. It's no surprise that so many amazing teachers are absolutely burning out in record numbers. So many teachers like you are questioning if teaching is even their calling anymore. Here's the honest truth. It is not your fault because you weren't set up for success. On today's episode, discover five simple secrets that your principal won't tell you about so that you can fall back in love with teaching again. Hey, I'm Kristen Donegan, and you're listening to Real Teacher Talk. I often say what's on a teacher's mind, and my mission is this. Help busy teachers leave school at three so they can finally enjoy their life outside of the classroom. Why? because I know how tiring it is to have a never-ending checklist as a teacher and miss out on being fully present at home. On Real Teacher Talk, discover how to work smarter, not harder, enjoy teaching again, and still have plenty of time to shut off your brain outside of the classroom to do the things you love. Sound impossible? I promise it isn't. While I haven't taught during a pandemic, I did teach kindergarten through second grade for 13 years, and I also was on the verge of burnout about eight years in. Let's talk about really why teachers are burning out. Yeah, teaching during a pandemic is unlike anything you've ever experienced, right? But pre-pandemic, things maybe weren't working so smoothly in the first place. Now, there's a lot of things in education that are completely out of our control. If we could create the ideal teaching scenario, I guarantee it would include more respect, being valued and paid what we're actually worth, realistic expectations, supportive and respectful caregivers and administration, and probably a list of a million other things. That is not in our control, but what we can control is how we deal with what is put on our plate. Now, so many teachers right now are sick of it, right? Can you relate where you're like, I cannot take on another thing. And I really think the pandemic showed teachers how much or even how little they are respected. You know, when the pandemic started, it was like, wow, teachers are absolutely amazing. I didn't realize how hard it was when I was homeschooling my kids or whatever that may be. And then things shifted as mandates changed and things like that. And you probably were left feeling like, what the heck am I even doing? So let's get back into it. Pre-pandemic, right? Things maybe weren't running as smoothly as you would like in your classroom. I know for me, it's about my eighth year teaching when I realized, holy moly, I cannot keep going at this pace. 
When I began teaching, I was so excited. It's the only thing I ever wanted to do since I was a little girl. I was saying yes to everything. I was teaching all the after-school classes. I was teaching PD, you know, to my district and to my school. I was staying late, redesigning lessons and rearranging the room, trying to find like the perfect fit. And I loved it. I was bringing work home. I was working on the weekends, going into my classroom on the weekends, you know, all the things because I was so excited to finally have my own classroom. But next thing you know, eight years in, teaching completely consumed me. Does it feel like that for you too? Where like the only thing you think about these days really is your classroom. And when you come home and when you're supposed to tune out and be present with your family, teaching's still on your mind. It's really hard to shut off your teacher brain. And unless you're a teacher, it's really hard to understand that. Because teaching became all-consuming for me, I stopped doing a lot of the things I loved. I was eating unhealthy meals just about every night, whether it be stopping for tacos at Jack in the Box or a bowl of Lucky Charms when I got home. I stopped working out at the gym. I stopped going on beach runs. I stopped surfing. I didn't hang out with my friends as much because I wanted to create resources for my classroom or I had to catch up on grading or whatever it may be. And I thought that was normal because that's how it is in teaching, right? You just give it your all. No one shows you another way. They just say, this is like what you signed up for. And you kind of are like, well, yeah, I guess I did. But like, can I do this for 30 years? And so that's when it hit me about eight years in where I was like, I can't keep going at this pace. I absolutely love teaching, but I also need to be setting boundaries and sticking to them. I also need to be better and more intentional about not only loving my life inside the classroom, but having a life outside of the classroom. Do you feel like you have a life or is it really just waking up, teaching, doing all like your to-dos when you get home, but really not throwing in anything that you enjoy, going to bed and doing it all over? That's what happened to me. It was just all teaching and I thought I was good with it until I wasn't. So today I'm going to share five simple secrets, some things that you can be doing right now in your life to fall back in love with teaching. Because right now you may be dreading going to work. You may be dreading anytime your phone pings with another email. You are just counting down the days until break. And that's okay too. I did the same thing. I loved being a teacher, but I also looked forward to my life. And I didn't want to be a teacher who just lived for the summer or who lived for the weekends. I wanted to enjoy my life as it was in the present. Do you want that for your life too? All right, you probably do. That's why you're here. So first things first, know your dang worth. What I mean by that is, what are you worth? Are you that person who just continues to say yes to everything for free because you feel guilty for not, or because maybe you're not confident in saying no, or you're worried what other people are going to think about you. You are worth a lot more. I'm going to tell you that right now. You are worth more than working for free. You know, all of those unpaid hours of overtime, you're better than that. I'm better than that. We're all better than that. But because that's the culture, right? Or it's like this underlying truth No one talks about it, but it's like, no, this is what you have to do. You don't have to know your worth. And then once you figure that out, that, hey, I deserve better, you're going to not take on quite as much. 
And if you're like, how in the world do I do that? Well, here's how. You're going to want to, for step two, create and set your boundaries. An easy way to do that is get back to the core of who you are as a person. Not who you are as a teacher, but what is important to you. Is spending time really important to you with your friends or with your family? Is getting outdoors and exercising important? Is having some downtime, you know, with a book and a glass of wine, whatever it may be, what is important to you? So those are your values. Then you're going to create your boundaries around those. So if spending time with your family in the evenings is important without checking in email or, you know, grading papers while you're supposed to be watching, you know, American Idol with the family, whatever it may be, set the boundary two days a week. You could start out easy. You're not going to bring any work home. I would encourage you to increase that to, you know, maybe four days a week, or it could be something like if you want to be present at your child's baseball practice and their practice is at five, say, I'm going to leave school at, you know, 4.15 and I'm not going to bring any work home. Even if I'm not done with everything, I'm still going to set the boundary that I'm going to leave it at school so I can actually be present at my son's baseball practice and I can be cheering him on or I can just be enjoying you know, my kids and being outdoors, whatever it is, have those boundaries. Now, the trickiest part for people in general is actually following through because as teachers, we're so used to doing all the things and having a list a mile long that it's really easy to lose our way. So for instance, if you want to leave school at a certain time, maybe it's one day a week, two days a week, whatever it may be, set your alarm and then actually leave. And it's going to feel really uncomfortable and really different because you're not used to it, but that's okay. Nothing is wrong. Even if, you know, your to-do list isn't done, it's okay. The world's going to go on. Everything's going to be okay. And the more you get into the habit of actually honoring those boundaries and doing what you set out to do as far as setting those boundaries... It's going to become more natural. It's going to become more enjoyable. And you're going to start enjoying your actual life outside of the classroom. And because you're going to have a life now outside of the classroom, it's going to be easier to drive to work in the morning. It's going to be easier to enjoy teaching because you're not dreading it. Does that make sense? So make sure you want to create and set your boundaries and then follow through. Now, the third thing right now, if you're questioning, like, why am I even in this profession? Am I even making a difference? Go back to your why. Because you really may be at the end, you know, of your rope and you're like, I'm really going to look for another career. And that's okay if that's what you want to do. But if you're like on the fence and you're not sure if you're just burned out because pandemic teaching is wild, go back to why did you want to become a teacher in the first place? What was your reason? And if you still feel touched, moved, and inspired by that, remind yourself that on those really sucky days or on the days that you're questioning what in the world are you even doing, what is your why? Put it on a post-it note and, you know, leave it somewhere in your classroom that you can easily refer back to it. You've probably heard this, but I used to keep different notes or pictures or drawing students or their families made or shared with me, I'd keep some of my favorites in an envelope. And on those really challenging days, go through them and see that you are making an impact and that the work that you're doing is important. Should it come before your family and your mental well-being? No, of course not. But on those hard days, it really, really helps. 
We kind of touched on step number four, but make time for fun. And not only in your classroom, but outside of your classroom, you know, at home with your friends, with your family, with your dog, whatever it may be, bring fun back because nothing is worse than when that alarm goes off in the morning and you're like, oh no, (laughs) not another day. I don't want to do this. I'm already exhausted and ready to go to bed. Like we don't want that. We didn't spend so many years, right? In undergrad, spending more time, you know, in a credential program, or if you're like me, like earning your master's, that's a lot of schooling to go through just to not enjoy what you're doing. And I know there's lots of parts of teaching that aren't enjoyable, but because sometimes we, you know, have so much on our plate, we're just trying to get through it all and just check things off our list and and get through the standards that we forget sometimes to be present and to have fun with our kids. And I know especially this time of the year, I was never a testing grade, but this was the time of the year where I always felt like, okay, I could relax a little bit. We can have fun. So it could be really simple. It's just going out and playing kickball with your students. Or, you know, I would go out and play tetherball and show them why I was a tetherball champion <laughs> growing up. Whatever it may be, uh, not only does it build relationships with your students, but it's a lot of freaking fun just to have fun. So if you can bring games or different things into your lessons, doesn't mean all the time, but just something to change things up. It doesn't mean you need to do some wild classroom transformation, spend any money. It's just having fun with your kids, laughing. Something we would do towards the end of the year is like a review for some of our district testing for math. And we would play pie in the face with my students. And they absolutely loved it. It was a great way to review wasn't something we did all the time but the laughter that everybody had was just it was so so good and same thing for at home I know there's days that you're going to be staying longer or inputting report cards or meetings went late or you're catching up on things totally get that but do what you can to try to schedule in some time for you so if that means setting an alarm on your phone putting it in your lesson plan or whatever that may be Schedule in happy hour with your coworkers, if you like them, you know, an hour to go to your favorite Pilates class or just, you know, an hour of quiet time to read a book, check in with your spouse if you have one and say, hey, I really need this time for my mental well-being. If you've got kids, can you take the kids for a bit? I really need this. It's just something to look forward to. I always looked forward to when I made plans with a friend or saw my family, whatever it may be. It kind of breaks up the work week. The last tip to make things more enjoyable is to ensure that you have systems in your classroom that are actually working. So right now, if you think about what isn't working in your classroom, maybe um, there's so many different absences or you're constantly looking for missing work or during center time, it's really chaotic and you feel like you're managing your students more than you're actually getting to teach. Those are some systems and things that you'll want to reflect on and figure out what can you do to improve them and make things run more smoothly. Now, I have a program, Easy Organization Tools, where I walk teachers step-by-step exactly how to not only implement, but really like rock these systems in your classrooms to save time to make things run smoother so that you can finally teach. Like, what a concept. We'll be going over that 
this summer. But in the meantime, if you would like, we have a download guide for you, some different things, organization things that you can do this summer to kind of get ready for next school year so that you can have a fresh start and save time so that you can love what you do because it's been a really hard few years. And like I said, if we're being honest, pre-pandemic, teaching wasn't so easy. I mean, has it ever been easy? But it's a new day, right? You can always start fresh and make some changes and control what you control. Like there's a lot out of your control, but what can you control and deal with powerfully so that you enjoy not only teaching, but your actual life? How does that sound? So let's quickly review the five simple secrets to fall back in love with teaching again. Number one, know your worth. Two, create and set boundaries and actually follow through with them. Three, go back to your why. Four, make time for fun in class and at home. And five, create systems so that your room flows and that things work smoothly. Like I said, if you want some more organization tips and you found this episode helpful, head to the show notes so that you can download our free guide. I appreciate you taking time out of your busy schedule to be here. Make sure to tune in to the next episode where we talk all things teacher guilt and how you can overcome them. Have a wonderful day and make sure to go do something just for you. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Real Teacher Talk. I know how difficult it can be to balance teaching and home life, so if you are looking for additional support, I encourage you to head on over to easyteachingtools.com and get on our email list. You will receive our latest organization tips, classroom management strategies, engaging lessons, and even some freebies. Sign up at easyteachingtools.com forward slash 3 p.m. podcast. Thanks so much for listening.